Hello, hello, it's your host Janine Esperan. Today we are going to be doing a rerun episode. There is so much goodness in the archives of this podcast that we thought that over the summer we would bring back some of your most favorite episodes and also some of your favorite interviews with amazing guests. So grab your notebook, grab a pen as we dive in to this awesome episode. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. I am jumping on to talk to you about identity shifts and the identity shifts that need to happen in order for you to make a move and pursue a career change. So we're going to dive into that. I am currently speaking to different people who are contemplating a career change right now, who are looking at making a move. And if that is you, if you have been going around in circles, if you've been saying now is the time that you want to make a move, but you're not sure what you should be doing or how you should be going about it, book a career clarity call with me and I can help you go through step by step what you need to be focusing on right now so that you can make the transition a reality. But the story that I want to share with you, So I was working with a client, speaking to her on a coaching call, and something really interesting came up. So there was someone within the organization who's basically recommended her for an opportunity in leadership. So a C-suite opportunity. And one of the things that she said was that it's really interesting because a similar role came up six months ago. She saw the role, but she didn't apply for it. And the reason why she didn't apply for it is because she wasn't sure whether or not she could really do the job or whether or not she had the full credentials to do that role. But when she's looked at this job spec now and she's gone through it in detail, she's recognised that she is able to do everything on the job spec and she's actually able to do it very, very well. And what she recognised was while she's saying, you know, I want to make a move and I want to transition into something new, she's still keeping herself in a box in terms of this is what I do currently. So she wasn't yet seeing herself as leadership. She wasn't yet taking on kind of the identity of leadership and associating herself with that type of position, despite the fact that she has the credentials, despite the fact that she has the experience, despite the fact that she meets all of the criteria, she wasn't really thinking of herself in that way. And I want to talk about that more in terms of identity and identity shifts and why it's so important for us to pay attention to that. Because I think when people are thinking about making a career change, it's really easy to say, okay, you know, I want to go from here to here. And then when you look at where you're trying to go from and to, you can start to kind of back away and say, oh, oh, that's going to be too big of a jump. Is it going to be possible for me? I can't necessarily do that. And then you end up talking yourself out of making any any type of move or taking any type of action. So I want to kind of get to the root of some of the reasons why you might be doing that to help you to be able to shift, to help you to be able to look at things slightly differently so that you're not counting yourself out of out of really great opportunities just because you feel like 
you can't do it. Okay. So what I really wanted to talk about is the importance of separating two things. So separating who you are and what you do, who you are and what you do. And I know that for many people, particularly women who have worked really hard to get to where you are in your career, along the journey, who you are as a person and what you do kind of mesh, right? So when when someone asks you, tell me about yourself, or if they say, you know, the first question that someone will ask is, what do you do? Then you will say to them, I'm a lawyer, I'm an accountant, I'm a marketing executive, I'm a this, I'm a that. So you're saying, you're leading with, like what you do. So when someone says, tell me about yourself, you normally will mention what your job is, right? And the reality is when you are doing your work on a day-to-day basis and you spend so much time at work, it's really easy to define who you are by, by the work that you do. You spend a lot of time there. But there's no problem with that per se. But what happens is when you are identifying yourself as, you know, this is who I am. And that that identity really is rooted in what it is that you do. There's a problem when either you decide that you want to do something different, or perhaps you go on maternity leave, or you take a career break. And it's like, I'm no longer doing the thing that I define myself as. And so who am I? What is my identity? Who am I? And then if I'm and then if I'm saying I no longer want to do this, and I want to do something else, it's like, oh, Am I able to do that? Because who will I be if I no longer do the thing that I've always identified myself as? And I can totally, I can, I can vouch for this whole um, thought process because I found it really difficult to say, I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. Or, you know, I'm transitioning from being a lawyer to calling myself a coach because I realized that so much of my identity was wrapped up in being a lawyer because it had been a long journey to get there. It had been a long journey to get there. So then I was internally feeling like, well, if I'm not calling myself a lawyer, like, who am I? And then what happens to, you know, the status that I've gained because I'm a lawyer or what happens to the the sense of validation that I have within myself because I was able to achieve that goal if I move away from that? And I think when we can get to a place where you recognize that who you are is who you are right? You are you, regardless of what what role you take and what work you do, then you're able to open up your options and open up the possibility of you doing something else and it being okay. You doing something else and it being okay. And when it comes to making a move, it might be that you're looking to make a move sideways. So you're making a move and saying, I don't want to do this and I want to do something else. Or it could be that you're going for that promotion. But even in going for that, going for that promotion, you need to be able to recognize that who you are and what you do are two separate things because otherwise imposter syndrome is going to come up. Otherwise you're going to say, well, I'm in this role here. I am not a leader. I am not in that position. And therefore, you're not going to be taking the steps that are going to allow you to move into that kind of position. And that was kind of the thought process that my client was having in terms of, am I able to do that? Am I really able? Am I really equipped? And here's the thing. A lot of the time when it comes to um, imposter syndrome, when it comes to feeling like I'm not able to do that, it's because you're really focusing on, am I good enough? Am I good enough? And the question isn't really... Am I good enough when it comes to a role? The question should be, what value can I bring? Can I do the job? It's not about you. It really isn't about, am I good enough? Like, you are good enough. You are good enough. But the question is, 
is this person able to do the role? So when you have a hiring manager, when you have someone who's considering looking at different candidates, yes, they are interested in who you are as a person in terms of your personality and are you going to fit into the team? But their primary focus is, can this person deliver on what we need and the requirements of this role? Can this person deliver? So when you're asking yourself, can I do this job? Am I good enough? You're asking yourself the wrong question. The question should be, am I able to deliver? Am I able to bring value? Am I able to add value? And and, and when you start thinking thinking of it in that way, value is relative. From, to, from one company to another company, from one industry to another industry, from one task to another task, like depending on what the outcome is, the value that you're offering is going to be different, right? So you can do the same task in two different organizations, but depending on what their goal is in one, in one, in one organization or in one particular circumstance, what you actually did in that moment of time added a whole load of value and you could do exactly the same thing in a different set of circumstance and it doesn't add the same amount of value, right? So it's important for you to recognize that in order for you to know in order for you to know whether or not you are adding value, you first need to understand like what is their objective? What is it that they are trying to achieve? And when you focus more on what the objective is of the organization and what the purpose of the role is, then am I good enough? Then you're able to recognize that because value is relative and because what an organization needs today and next week and next month and next year might be different. You, you, you're less trying to say, do I have all the answers? And you're more looking at, am I able to figure out the answers? So you don't have to have all the answers and you don't have to have done all of the things that they are asking for, but you do have to have the capacity and the ability to figure it out. And when you start thinking in that way, you recognize that, where I am now doesn't need to be where I stay because I know how to add value. If I can identify what it is that they, they're trying to achieve and I can link the skills and expertise that I already have and I have examples of when I've done similar things in the past, then yes, I can see how I could fulfill that role and I can see how I can add value and I can see how I could be a good candidate versus am I good enough? Because when you ask yourself, am I good enough? Oftentimes you're looking and saying, well, I'm not good enough for this role because I've never done it before. I can't apply for this because I don't tick all the boxes. I've never done it before. But there always has to be a first time. There always has to be a first time. So if you're always judging whether or not you can do something by the previous experience you've had, then you have to recognize that every every CEO, everyone who's in a C-speak position, everyone who's worked their way up and ever been promoted, when they first got promoted or when they first took that role, they hadn't done it before. They hadn't done it before. But the decision to promote that person or hire that person was not based on whether or not they've done it before. It was based on do they have a track record of a thought process and a way of doing things that demonstrate to us that they will be able to do the type of role that we need them to do and produce the type of results that we need them to produce. Right. So if that's the case, then why don't you think it's possible for you to go from where you are now to do something different? Why is it not possible for you to go for that promotion? It's not possible because you're focusing too much on, am I good enough? 
And like, this is all I know. This is who I am. So I feel comfortable in this box. I feel comfortable where it is that I am. And I don't feel comfortable stepping outside of that because I don't, I haven't proven myself in that area. But what I want to encourage you to do is ask yourself, have I proven that I have the ability to figure things out? Have I proven that I have the ability to look at a problem and come up with a solution? And when you look in your toolkit, I'm pretty sure you've probably got multiple degrees. You've probably got lots of years of experience doing what it is that you do. And you have done in your role. You have had experiences. You have have had times where you've faced a challenge and you didn't know how to deal with it. But then you came up with a solution. So you have a track record of figuring things out. So lean into that rather than, okay, I'm missing the experience that is relevant. Because your worth is your worth. Like you are who you are regardless of whatever role that you do. So separate those two things out in your mind. So when you do that mentally and you separate those things out, then it allows you to say, okay, what is it that I actually want to do? And what do I have in my toolkit that 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 that, prepare, that has prepared me and that shows me to be a candidate that's going to be a good fit for this? So that's what I would encourage you to do. And when, when I walk my clients through this process, when we're looking at um, writing your CV or writing your resume and positioning yourself for an opportunity, what people will often do when they write their CV or their resume, where depending on where you're tuning in from, is list out what they do in a very generic way, right? So you would say what your job title is, and then you will list out like, you know, um, organized events or managed a team or worked on big transactions or like it could be very, very um, high level in terms of your description. But when you're giving that high level description, what that is doing is just telling the person like, this is the job title and this is the role that you assumed, right? Because anybody with that job title is likely to do a similar type of thing, right? Every lawyer that I know reviews contracts. If you're a transactional lawyer, you've worked on transactions. You've done all of those things because that's required for the role. So it's not really about you. It's about this is the role. And if someone's in the role, this is what they do, right? So when you approach your CV or your cover letter in that way, you're not telling them anything that helps them to see how you stand out. But what makes you stand out and what makes a, a cover letter or a, um, a CV or a resume a document that makes somebody stop and say, hey, lean in. I want to I want to get this person in for an interview is when you demonstrate the value It's when you demonstrate the value and you demonstrate the results that you've got for your current organization that they can then see, OK, this is what this person would be able to do for us. So do you see like when you're when you're when you're keeping it surface level and you're just talking about the role and you're listing out like general descriptions of what you do, that doesn't pique anyone's attention. But what does is when you lean into the value, when you're like, I worked on a million pound transaction or a 50 million pound transaction, and I did this specific thing. And because I did this specific thing, we were able to deliver this specific result. Or you talk about a specific problem that happened and then the solution that you came up with specifically and then the result because of that. When you do that, the person who's reading that is able to then see, oh, like this person was able to add that type of value in that organization and therefore I can see what value they can bring here. 
It's not to say that what you were doing in your current role is the same type of thing that you're going to be doing in the new role. But what they see is somebody who's proactive. What they see is somebody who's able to look at a problem and come up with a solution. So the value is not necessarily in the task that you did, but it's the approach that you have. And it's the thought process that you have. And it's how proactive you are in getting to a solution. And that's the difference between a candidate who's going to wow somebody in on paper and then in an interview and a candidate who's like, nah, should we get them in or should we not? But most people, when I see clients, and I'm talking about, my clients are amazing. Like they have such brilliant experience, such brilliant backgrounds, years and years, decades of experience in their roles. And when they send me their, their CV sometimes, I'm like, this is so generic. Like, I know you now. I know you because we've been on calls together. I know you because I've asked you about your background. And like what I know of you and what I know about the results that you've been able to give are not demonstrated or articulated in this document. Like, where is it? And then when I get them to go back and dive deeper and then they look at it and they're like, oh, do you know what? Like, I didn't even realize that I wasn't really selling myself. I'm like, yeah, you weren't selling yourself. You were not, and it's not even about selling yourself. It's about selling the value that you bring to an organization. Like we really need to drill into that. And when they do, they land those interviews. They get called in for those interviews. And so the value is what it's about. So let's not just be focusing on, you know, like, okay, well, this is my job title. This is what I'm here to do. Why are you there? Like, why have they hired you? Why does the role even exist? Hey, 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 I am super excited because I have a handful of spots open for one-to-one coaching. I am looking to work with more of you who are highly ambitious, very driven, know where you want to get to, but are struggling to get there because you feel as though you're being overlooked and undervalued for the contribution that you're making. You know that you need to get more visible. You know that you need to show up more. You understand that creating a personal brand that is speaking for you when you're not in the room is important so that you can move towards your career goals but you don't quite know how to make it happen and for you I am extending the invitation to come and join me inside of Elevate. This is my one-to-one high-touch coaching program that is designed to help you to advance into your next role, secure your next client, position yourself for the opportunities that you want by being intentional with your personal brand, making sure that your digital footprint is tight. Yes, I mean, LinkedIn is looking good and attracting the right opportunities and making sure that you're able to show up with confidence and fully articulate the value that you're able to bring to your next opportunity. I am excited to dig deep come up with your personalized strategy and your plan and support you with the accountability and coaching that is required to help you to get there. So if this sounds good to you, if you know that you need some support with really taking your career to the next level, book a call with me and let's explore you joining the Elevate program. So head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash call so that you can book a fitting call and then let's have a conversation about whether or not this program is a good fit for you. I look forward to speaking to you. Why does the role even exist within the organization? What is the organization trying to achieve? How are you helping them get there? Like when you can talk on that level and talk about those things, then that makes you um, the type of candidate that not only can bring value, but that is aware of the need of that value. Like a different level of awareness 
when you know, okay, well, this is what you're trying to achieve. This is the this is the current landscape. These are your challenges as an organization. And here I am with this past experience. And I know what value I've been able to bring elsewhere. And I know how I can redirect that to your organization. It's like, okay, like now we can talk, right? So when we're talking about your identity and we're talking about what it is that you can do, let's let's not just be leaning into oh you know but i've been working as i've been i've been you know in finance for this many years i've been a lawyer for this many years i can't see how i'm going to be able to move into anything else i hear this so often i hear this so often when i speak to people because oftentimes they've been in their role for a decade or more 10 years 15 years and they're like i just can't see how i'm going to be able to move into something else because there's other people who are in that industry who have been in that space for a long time and i can't compete with them and i say let's not worry about what other people are doing right let's not worry about that so much but let's first make sure that you are fully demonstrating what you could bring to the table and in order for you to fully demonstrate it you need to fully understand it for yourself because so often people just gloss over some really really important relevant information about their track record and about the value and the results that they've got they just gloss over it so it's like if you're glossing over it that means that you're not fully articulating it and explaining it to someone who could potentially hire you and if you're not telling them they're not going to (laughs) know if you're not telling them they're not going to know so it's your job It's your responsibility to make sure that anybody that you are wanting to impress or you are contemplating working for fully understand what you've been able to do in the past. And oftentimes, if you're coming from one industry to another or one organization to another, don't underestimate the value that you're bringing just because of the knowledge that you have of perhaps a different environment, a different way of working, a different industry. So when you're saying, oh, you know, I... I don't have the same knowledge or understanding as somebody else who's in that industry. There's a reframe available there because it's like, yeah, I don't have the same knowledge and understanding as someone who's been in this that industry or in that organization or in that firm for the last 10 years. But I do have I do have a whole load of other experience and perspective that allows me to show up differently, that allows me to have a level of perspective that other people wouldn't have. Right. So like great example is the company that I I, um, finished working for as legal counsel. Um, They they they're a company that operates in the professional development space and they have an element of kind of um, coaching that goes into the the work that they're doing and the, the solutions that they're providing. And so I'm a lawyer. Right. Going into that into their organization as in house legal counsel, my understanding of coaching and professional development that I have gained through being a coach and running my own coaching business was so so relevant and so so helpful because there will be other lawyers who will be equally good at their job but they won't necessarily have that element of understanding of the industry and of coaching that 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 was really helpful right so I could I I could either just lead with yeah I'm a lawyer but in that situation I led with I'm a lawyer but I'm also a coach who understands exactly the the landscape and the industry in which your your um, solution is being developed and and launched, right? And so that's what made me stand out as a candidate. So what I want you to be doing is not discounting what you've done so far, but recognizing that in many cases, what you've done so far gives you an edge and what you've done so far can be really, really helpful and really, really relevant and really, really useful for where it is you want to go next. 
right? So it all comes down to perspective. So if you've been spinning your wheels and saying for a long time, you know, I want to make a move, I want to do something different, but I don't feel equipped. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like it's going to be possible for me. My question is, who told you that? Who told you that? Because the likelihood is you told yourself that. You probably haven't even taken any steps out there. You haven't spoken to anybody. Nobody's told you that it's not possible. You've told yourself that it's not possible. But what's your frame of reference? You've told yourself it's not possible because you haven't seen yourself do it before. Right? It's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make that move. It's going to be too difficult for me. It's not possible. Companies aren't hiring people from other industries. Really? Really? Because it's like, they are. <laughs> I know that they are. So I'm saying that because I see all too often that people take assumptions and they accept them to be fact. It's like, am I making an assumption here? Or have I actually got data that tells me that what I think is, is, is correct? And do I have enough data? Am I looking in the right places? Because there are examples out there of people who have made career transitions, big transitions, like leaps from one thing to another, small transitions, pivots from one thing to another. They've been, they've managed to get promotions. They've managed to move. They have, they have. And so when you're saying it's not going to be possible for you, it's like, where are we getting that from? And the root of it is often that identity piece. Like, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I feel comfortable doing what I've always done. And that is who I am. And so I'm going to just stay here. But yet you're not happy because you keep coming back to whether or not I should make a move. I've seen a post that I shared um, about a client of mine, a previous client who went through my uh, group coaching program. And she's starting a new role this um, coming week. And she's staying within the law. So she's a lawyer transitioning um, into another role. But she's moving into a practice area that she has not done before. She's moving into a practice area that she has not done before, working with the types of clients that she's never worked with before. But yet she's moving in at a more senior level. So she was in her previous role in her previous firm as an associate. And she's moving into a senior associate role within a firm doing work that she's not familiar with. Why? Because she was able to fully articulate how what she has been doing is very relevant to what she's going to be doing and the results that she's gotten so far and her approach was clear and they were able to see how she would be a really good asset to the team given her previous experience despite the fact that she hasn't done what it is that she's going to be doing going forward. Are you guys catching this? Like she went from one role, moving into something that she hasn't done before, and she got a promotion. A promotion. So you can't say that it's not happening. It's totally happening. And I hope you, you, you see that example and, that, and you take that as inspiration. So that's what I have for you guys. Value, value, value. Lead with value. What value can I bring? What value are they looking for? What do I have in my toolkit? And what am I able to do? with what I have in my toolkit. All of that is not about you, who you are. You know, like it's, it doesn't come down to you. It's like, what are you able to do? Like, what are you able to produce? And I know you're able to produce results because you've done it in the past. 
So I hope that helps you to shift your perspective about what's possible for you. And if you're someone who's saying, yes, okay, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it, but I'm still not sure what I'm supposed to do and how I even figure out, you know, I've got an idea of what I might want to do, but I have no idea how I would even transition. How would I attract opportunities in a, you know, like in a new industry or in a new type of um, firm or organization? I have no idea what the steps are. The thing that I just yeah just frustrates me so much is where people just stay stuck where it's like i know i want to make a move this isn't the right fit for me i want to do something different but i don't know how and just really reflect on how have you been um you know allowing that identity piece to hold you back from even considering what could be possible for you all right that's all i've got for you guys if you enjoyed today's conversation be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our Career Changemakers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there.